0: I've been accused of being dark over the last few weeks, and I, I'm, being, I'm not being dark. I'm being very realistic. And I have been dark in the abstract. I'm going to give you some details today that you you may want to consider. Some of you are already doing it. You're probably in a better position in, in a lot of cases than I am. But, you know, we, we have entered a portion of time. We're given our technological advancements. We should be living the easy life. But now... That's not the way it is. We, we, have, we have squandered a lot of things, a lot of positions, a lot of security. And you should be living your life today with an expectation that something bad is going to happen soon here. And this should not dominate your existence. And it should not keep you from going out and having fun and enjoying your life. But you should be mentally vigilant and physically prepared for when the disaster strikes. This is Biden America. And open borders, out of control, violent crime, economic fragility. And we have international fighters inside our, our, our borders now, inside the interior of the United States. So it's only a matter of time before conflicts abroad become conflicts at home. And if you want to see how bad it is, go look at what happened in France under the uh, Obama administration in 20, what was it, 2015? That was bad. Evil is always raring to go and it always enjoys getting there when you least expect it. One second, you got concert goers enjoying festival music. Next, they're struggling, you know, they're trying to stay out of line of fire one moment families were asleep in their beds and the next moment gunmen were breaking into their houses and shooting them in bed the last thing you have in a life and death situation is time so you have to be prepared for this and if you have mentally prepared for the worst you are now put yourself in the best position you can And the big problem is that we have been deconditioned and instead we now depend entirely upon government institutions for protection. Now, if you're one of these people out there that they would call a domestic terrorist, which means you, you have, you know, you, you value your inner strength and your self-reliance. Uh, well, you'll be the one who is capable of defending yourselves if that becomes necessary. But we live in a culture that embraces victimhood and, Looks at masculinity as toxic and finds language triggering. And only the government should be armed with weapons. This is, this is, a, this is a ripe, soft target that could be defeated very quickly. And too many of our policies are intentionally geared toward harming us. No sane nation interested in the safety of the citizens would open its borders to tens of millions of illegal aliens from everywhere and refuse to prosecute violent criminals or secretly resettle anti-American military age refugees into unsuspecting American communities. No sane nation would do that. No sane nation wastes its resources on harassing patriotic citizens as domestic enemies while they turn a blind eye to Antifa and BLM and the very real threat from Islamic terrorism. When you've got FBI Director Christopher out my hair ray admitting the other day that his agency's not tracking currently operating foreign terror cells in the United States and says out loud that the gaps in our intelligence are real and that's something we have concerns about, this is a sign, people. This is, this is a bad sign. Nobody denies that foreign terrorists are using America's illegal immigration crisis to slip into the country. During Biden's time in office, Border Patrol officers have encountered nearly 7 million immigrants. That's more than lives in all of South Carolina. While over 2 million known gotaways evaded initial detection. Tens of thousands of Middle Easterners have successfully entered the country illegally. In 2023 alone, nearly 1,000 people on the terrorist watch list have been apprehended. But nobody knows about the Godaways. Why would your government see Americans as expendable? The most straightforward answer to this is that they do not regard you as anything of any value. They're only interested in expanding their own power. And what 9-11 confirmed for the intel community is that even its worst failures can be used to institute unconstitutional law like the Patriot Act, which broadened the government authority. In the subsequent two decades since that began, the federal government has created a complex surveillance system that spies on everybody. And uh, freedom has been traded for the promise of security. And that's a promise that's actually a lie. Every attack on American citizens as a excuse to disarm them and monitor them and censor their speech. So here we have where we're at, which the situation now is stark. The U.S. government is not, you can't trust them to protect you. You, me, we're all on our own. And we should be accepting this and planning accordingly. Situational awareness is a big key. Get your head out of your phone. Be leery of large public gatherings, especially those in a gun-free zone. Approach every new setting with caution. When you get there, locate every available exit. And if you're not in possession of a weapon, look around you and figure out what you can fashion as a weapon. Anything heavy, made of glass, made of metal, whatever you can swing, you can use as a weapon. If you have a a belt on with a weighty buckle, that's that's a good melee weapon. And it would be a good tourniquet. Think about your footwear. Maybe for now, until we know things are a little bit better, stop going out in crocs and flip-flops. Those are okay around the house. But if you have to get out and move around, even when you're in your car, you might have to dismount and get out and run around. You need appropriate footwear, which is something that covers your foot and you can move around in it. Get with your family and discuss the various scenarios. And you need to think about three different emergencies when you're going out. Although I've taken mine and just combined it all into one. <laughs> uh, but you can get out there and get a get-home bag, which you would use if you were stranded. A go-bag that would give you the tools and medicine and money to last about a day. And the bug-out bag, which has some food, you know food resources for water to survive at least three days. And have these ready to go at a moment's notice. But, see, for me, I'm not bugging out. I'm bugging in. Everything I have is designed to get back here. Even loss of electricity, no problem. Running water, no problem. Uh, I've got food and and medicine, and uh, I can get water. And I know how I'm going to get water. And I know how I'm going to stay warm. And I know how I'm going to defend myself. If there is danger in front of you, do not run to it. Run from it. Barricade behind closed doors if you have to hide. If you have no other choice, then you've got to fight for your life. If you have a weapon, that does not mean you run up there and say, ah, I've seen Dr. I've seen Judge Dredd. No, you don't do that. You pull back and get in a defensive position and let them come to you and you ambush them. Don't get out there. There's no Marquis of Queensberry rules. If you're being attacked, make them pay. Work with others to overwhelm any threat. Be decisive and fight dirty. If they want to target you, make yourself a risky target. And don't expect government help. You have an obligation. God did not put you here to be killed by a terrorist or to die, you know, needlessly. He put you here for a reason, for your family. You're obligated to them. If you have to get in there and you have to fight, be prepared to fight and fight as hard as you can. But get your I mean, get your heads out of your phones, and get your heads right, because we are now in a position that is uh, borderline kinetic and we're just waiting on it to happen.